0: Welcome to the BizDad Podcast, where we dive into the melding of fathership and entrepreneurship with your host, the original BizDad himself, Adam Labar. Adam is a Christian, a former Air Force officer, a dad to three amazing kids, a coach, a real estate investor, and a business owner. On this podcast, he'll explore the unique journeys of amazing dads who are striving for greatness in both business and family. So whether you're a dad who is an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business owner, or simply a man striving to be a better dad, get ready as the BizDad brings you conversations to inspire, challenge, and equip you to be a better dad and entrepreneur. And now, here's Adam. Adam all right everybody welcome
1: to the podcast i'm uh very excited to have a, uh, a friend of mine joe wechsler Wexler, is that how you pronounce it wexler yeah, wexler right. you know i knew that too Dak nabbit should have asked you before we recorded but again we don't edit so now you get to hear this um so uh joe Wexler on the podcast uh he is a a good buddy in uh and go abundance as you guys are getting inf- uh, intimately familiar with if you've listened to multiple of my episodes but um, Joe, I want you to to start kind of just give me a little bit of background on you, um, your family, and then uh if you're if you're ready to dive in, just kind of a little bit of relationship between you and your dad and how that kind of molded you to uh um you know, to turn into where you're at now.
2: Yeah. All right, glad to be here, Adam. Thank you. Um Joe Wexler, I live in Charleston, South Carolina. Been married to Sarah that we're coming up on fifteen years this fall, so suddenly fifteen years. Um, um I've got we have a 10 year old son named Ben and an eight year old daughter named Genevieve. And you can imagine those ages are very busy and uh, we're fortunate to be able to put a lot of energy towards them. So I'll get into all of that in a second. I, um, for a career, I do, I own a handful of small businesses. Um, I spent a lot of my time before we had kids in management consulting and I was traveling all over the world, um, 100% of the time. And once kids started coming, realized that wasn't really, uh, sustainable for the way we wanted to live as parents, P- specifically me, I remember my first trip after Ben was born, I had to go to Tokyo and he was two and a half weeks old and I was like, okay, this is not, <laughs> this is not gonna be it. So I um, made, made some good changes over the last year, a few years, and we'll talk about that I'm sure. But, um, now you're gonna hand, a small handful of small businesses yeah, and work primarily on the house, might go visit the companies uh, a couple of times a week, um, they're all in, in my neighborhood. So, nice. uh, your question about my dad. So let's go back to the beginning. Oh, oh man. Um, so my father lives here about 10 or 15 minutes from, from us. And, um, we're, we're pretty close now. Uh, he's, he's involved in the kids stuff. He comes to their games and, um you know, try to get together once or twice a week with, with him and my stepmother. Um, parents were divorced when I was five. So we also moved around a lot when I was a kid. And, you know, after the divorce was, there was probably a lot of inconsistency and presence and time that uh, we had together. Um, my mother got remarried, my daughter opened me the door i let them say hi really quick. i saying I'm hi. Really quick. Quick. Is that all right? Come on over. Say hi. Hi, Genevieve. How are you? to so, but a- 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 you, You're not sure how you are? You have no idea? <laughs> um, so yeah, my parents got the divorce when I was five, um, we have separately uh, we did like the every other weekend and one weekend a month kind of thing for a mm-hmm. while after my mother got remarried. Um, my mother got remarried that introduced another father figure in my house. They were very, very different people. Um, so my dad sort of, um, laid back and a little bit more passive about things. Whereas my stepfather was a hundred percent Italian off the boat, like hard charger, pretty rough around the edges, and I learned a lot from both of them, to be honest, like my stepfather, um, and I bonded pretty well. Um, we did a lot of chores around the house together. We went skiing together. He was very hard on us, but, uh, also took very good care of us. Um, so it was a different, totally different relationship. Definitely not my dad, but, uh, one of mutual respect, I think, uh, at least for me, my sister had a little bit of a different experience i think um at least the way she remembers it so um my mom and stepfather actually ended up splitting as well um when i was in high school so that got ripped up they had a couple of kids together two boys uh my my brothers one of them passed away uh when he was three he drowned and that sort of put a movie yeah, for yeah. losing a child i mean it's crazy Uh, the anniversary was actually earlier this week 30 years ago um and i was with my other brother who lives in colorado so yeah all all pretty tight but very like interesting things that happened throughout charlton um when i went away to college by the time i went away to college i was pretty much independent in a lot of different things i mean i I couldn't rely on, on my parents financially, which was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, that's not a complaint, it's just the way it was. Um, so I was financially independent from the time I was like 15 or 16, uh, except for the roof over my head in high school. Um, and you know, it feels like it had been a couple of years of distance with, between me and my dad that, um, I realized at some point I had to be touched and I sort of had to take the initiative to do that. Um it wasn't like there was any event that there was a falling out, but there was just disengagement. And I was growing up, right? And I mean mm-hmm. late teens, early twenties, you're out doing your own thing. So um and there was um there was again the financial aspect where I wasn't getting any help. So um but honestly when I you know probably twenty years old, twenty one years old, I just kind of made made it a point to reconnect and and engage with him um more frequently and he was right there th- to do it it wasn't um but i, I kind of had to be the one leading it so how any of that in- influences the way i'm a dad i have no idea man <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah where do going to know
1: that's uh, uh quite the quite the upbringing going through all that i would imagine so uh i don't know i, I would say that uh, There's almost no way that it doesn't influence you, right? Because your your previous experiences, you know, there's, I don't remember who I was listening to, but they're talking about like this conversation between you and me is not a conversation between you and me. It's a conversation um, between me and everybody else I've ever interacted with and you and everybody else you've interacted with and like how we were raised and all the stuff. So, like, we're looking through things from that lens all the time. So, you're going to be looking through things from um, your stepfather's lens, your father's lens, from the, you know, loss of a little brother to all sorts of stuff, I would imagine. So, um, the influence at the, the more we analyze and dig deep, the, I think the, the more we find the influences, it's just a matter of, you know, wh- how much we're, we're digging into it. But, um, uh, the, you, you mentioned connecting with your father in the, in your twenties, reconnecting you back with your father. Now, it, it doesn't sound like you know, from what you're saying that there was like a, a problem or like issues that you guys weren't talking, just that you weren't really connected. So uh, tell me a bit, like when you went back and you tried to get, you know, when you went back and connected with him, was it like, hey, this is all brand new to me again? Or is this like, uh, oh, it was like nothing ever changed and we're still, you know, father, son, just like all, all, old times.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I, sorry, I cut out a little bit. I missed a couple of things he said there. But when we, um, it it was like nothing had changed, you know, I, I, th- I don't think he maybe felt the same. Way well, I did. I Maybe might have lost. If you hadn't expressed it. So, well, I don't know if I got lost or if you got lost, but I had to restart mm-hmm. something of disappeared. I stayed in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of a sudden, it guys. said it's
1: finalizing. So, as as I was, you know, now that we're popping in, I earlier told you we don't edit, but I guarantee we're going to edit something <laughs> in this one. <laughs> um. So uh, I was in the middle of asking you something. I don't know if you heard what I asked you or before I it went mean, out or not.
2: Broke out at some point. Um you I, I heard you say every conversation we're having is kind of made up of all the that there with other people so and then
1: oh uh, yeah and her her from I'm there, then.
2: For, the question i heard you ask was if it was normal for my dad or not it felt more and more
1: yeah yeah when you were when you when you guys reconnected like did it feel like it was you know just like it used to be or i mean i don't know if it was like a we just never we didn't talk for five years or, or you know just some text messages back and forth here and there or if it was just like a um, yeah, literally estranged. Like, what, what kind of, what did that look like?
2: Yeah, it wasn't estranged, and it wasn't like we hadn't talked. And this was before cell phones, so mm-hmm. text, texting wasn't a thing, um, which maybe would have made it easier, to be honest. Uh, you know, you had to pick up the phone. I had to be in my room. Uh, he had to be at his house. Email wasn't even really that ubiquitous yet. So, um, makes me sound super old. But yeah, I think it's still yeah. true. I mean, true. Sure you remember, it, but very much so. Yeah. So I think it was more, it wasn't as if like I had to go back and fix anything. It's just that I had to start being intentional about it. Mm-hmm. If you, and if he ever felt like we had lost the step, he never articulated that to me. Uh, um, okay. like I said, he was, he was there. He was like, cool. Yeah. But as soon as I started engaging, it's not like I had to pull along. It was, just, it was easy. Um, and, you know, we've been obviously like, you know, you get through college and then I was traveling and went to grad school, I lived abroad for a while, getting married, all those things. He was part of it, but not necessarily dated that. It's really only the mm-hmm. last years when he moved, um, into the same city we are where it's been more regular, but yeah, it's awesome. since then it's been solid, so. So do you
1: take that intentionality? Like, I mean, it, you were intentional to reach out to your father. Do you take that same intentionality, which, you know, I, I, know a little bit about you, so I'm assuming the answer to this, but, uh, do you take that same intentionality when it comes to, to your kids, um, to kind of make, make sure that you are an intentional father
2: in their life? Yeah. I mean, and what does that look like? One thousand percent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, but <laughs> I'm excited to hear all your other guests talk about this too, because I'll, I'll always learn better ways or different ways to go about that. But, um, there's just a million, cool you could say, like what, 20 years from now, the only people that are gonna remember you work later, your kids, you know, things like Mm -hmm. that. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, I focus so much of my energy every day on being present when they're around and then being intentional about being here when they are, when they're around, and, and stepping away. Now I'm not perfect at it by any stretch, but um without that intentionality i'd be afraid of what what it would look like especially with all the access we have and sure and my connectivity and all that stuff so uh yeah super intentional and and try new things all the time like um i think i put on my my goals for the year on the one sheet and other places there no cell phone uh or cell phone use only between the hours of 8 a.m and 4 p.m which is their time when they're at school. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that bleeds to 5 PM, depending on, uh, the day. And then, and then again, after like 8:30 30 PM, right. So waking up with them in the morning, uh, being here for breakfast, for school bus, for shuttle transportation back into school, mm-hmm. and then being able to engage in work and then being here as many times as I can, when they get home from school an afternoon snack and play with them until uh you know through dinner and all that so i mean that's super intentional about that yeah that's awesome
1: yeah the intentionality thing you know it if you're intentional one part of your life you tend to be intentional in other parts of your life you know and i think that's it where do you think you pick that up because like listening to your background like you you, you didn't necessarily have that, you know, growing up through high school and into college, it sounded like, I don't know where, where do you think you picked up the, the intentionality, um, part of your life? Right. Cause that seems to be important it's, now.
2: It came late. It came later. I mean, I'm 42 years old and I had a W two job for most of my career, all the way up through my late thirties and just was chasing chasing whatever was next there, mm-hmm. uh, I always knew that I wanted kids like before all this. I always knew that I wanted to be a good dad and have a good family. Like that was just always something that, uh, was a truth for me. Not even like, I wonder if this is going to happen. Even I remember the kid, just in high school, college, whatever, like I would to have a kid and be a great family unit together. I don't know why. Um, but in terms of actually taking action towards making that a reality and not just being here, going through the motions and going to work, and doing all that. Uh, probably, you know, once we started having kids. And all coincided with the timing of, like, success in a career, mm-hmm. realizing that that was always going to be a trade-off. mean, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of hit this, like, work of the road, like, okay, well, I'm gonna either go focus, keep focusing on chasing the career ladder stuff in this W2 big job, or I'm going to worry less about that. They're more and more about what I want in terms of Mm -hmm. my lifestyle with my relationship with my family, with my friends, with my kids, most importantly. And it wasn't really until I got around other people thinking about that way, um, thinking that way, thinking about things like that, where I felt comfortable or even really understood the options out there. Um, you know, I never, I'm not in real estate, but. I never read Rich Dad Poor Dad until I was like 39 or had any conversations like outside of have a really good job, make as much money, yeah. that, and maybe someday you can save enough to have a cool retirement. Like that was it for me for a long time until I was like one day woke up and my kids are starting to get to the age where I want to be around them all the time and support them. Yes. And I don't have that same flexibility. So I actually. In 2019, the end of 2019, let's see how old they would have been, uh, you know, six and four. I mean, that's mm-hmm. really starting to get like, things are happening. Not that I wasn't around for them before that, but I actually quit my job with no plan. Yeah.
1: But, so much for intentionality. Jeez. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> yeah. I mean, Well, you were intentionally being a, doing a doing dad. Doing yes. How <laughs>
2: I'm going to do it or when I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, and i should say at the end of 2019 is when i told that my partners i was doing i was a partner in a consulting firm small firm so i told them i was going to be done um we came up with the timeline and then february of 2020 was when we made it official and then march of 2020 i think everything shut down covid mm-hmm. which and i mean i hate saying this but what a blessing that was for me and for our family um at the same moment that i'm making decisions for the family to be engaged and be intentional and like make that the most important thing. We were given this gift of just like uninterrupted time together. Yeah, we were just at home for, I mean, obviously there was those first few months of just straight up lockdown, but we kind of carried that same momentum through, through the last couple of years. So, um, that actually helped us establish some habits of the family and me as a dad, where. Like if, if I ever took any of that time away that we had during that, we would feel like we were taking something away. So Mm -hmm. obviously it's evolved a little bit since then, and you're going back to school and, you know, we're out and about more, which is awesome, but we're still kind of anchored to the connection and the presence we were able to achieve during that time. So yeah, I'm surprised
1: at how many people. Like almost everybody I talked to like in, in this type of format, that's the thought process they had behind that, like the ability to reconnect with their family on a different level and understand what they were missing or, um, you know, kind of see things from a different perspective, uh, through COVID was, um, you know, whether, whatever side of the spectrum you're on when it comes to what you thought about COVID lockdowns and all the stuff, it doesn't like, if you, if you went to it going, okay, well, I mean, I could either be a victim in this or I could be a victor in this you know, choose the victor side and enjoy the time you have with your family and figure out how you can make it positive. I mean, like the amount of people I hear say something very similar is,
2: yeah, it's it's great. And for us, it just all happened to coincide with other choices we were making. So it wasn't all totally forced on us. It was like, okay, now I've got this environment where it doesn't matter that I'm not at an office anyway, because nobody Mm -hmm. else is. So now I can really pour into it. And then, you know, designing everything, um, from there. So that I can still be able to do that, um, is the constant struggle and the thing, you know, something I always work on. Cause like I said, I quit my job. I had nothing to do and then I went and created a whole bunch of stuff to do and had filled my plate, but I am yeah. able to do it in a way that still gives me the ability to be home or to take trips or things like that. And that's always a balance. Cause I can always spend more time at, at an office or working, but if yeah just being trying to really be intentional about designing in a way that still gives me growth on a professional and a career side, but protects everything that's most important here.
1: So I think that uh, let's go into that professional career side a little bit, right? So you said you buy, uh, you own multiple small businesses. Um, you know, what is, uh, what does that look like? What does, uh, owning multiple small businesses look like? Like, cause you say owning, but not necessarily like, what kind of work do you do inside of the businesses that you own? And what, what kind of businesses do you own? Talk to us a little about that.
2: Yeah, it varies. So, um, the goal when I, when I left consulting and, uh, like I said, I was a partner, so I owned part of the company that bought me out, had a little bit of a runway but, uh, my goal is to go acquire businesses that operated with relative autonomy, where I, as the owner, didn't have to be the one doing all of the work. So yes. that's, that's what I set out to, to pursue. Again, I didn't really know how to do it, but, um, learned a lot, tried, failed, succeeded, all the things. So, Mm -hmm. um, in, I guess I've got businesses that run where I talk to the general manager for maybe 15 minutes a week and make a visit every couple of months just to show my face. But that's like the extent of what I do um i've got another business that's maybe one more level of involvement higher than that where it might take up two to three hours of my time a week uh and then i've got there's one business that i am the ceo of and that's what takes most of my like working energy uh but it's still probably 20 hours a week um but other than that yeah i've got like this small but growing portfolio of businesses that when i buy the business or when it first comes To me, I'll spend some dedicated time there uh, for the first couple of months, just learning it and making sure I understand the culture, making sure I understand the business, all of the processes, the vendor relationship, the client relationships, our, our our team. So that when a decision needs to be made, I have the context to, to do that. But I never take on any of the day-to-day activity, even in that scenario. So even if I'm like really engaged in the first couple of months, um, I make sure that if there is a gap and something that needs to happen on a day to go basis, I'm not the one picking it up and doing it and finding the right person to do that so that six months down the road, I'm not doing it and missing mm-hmm. my son's baseball game or, you know, whatever whatever yeah. the scenario is, or we can go on a six week trip like we did last summer. You know, awesome. So that's, yeah, that's what I've been focused on. The, the one that I'm the CEO of, obviously of ebbs and flows a little bit more and demands a little bit more time. It's growing very quickly. Um, so again, I've got a great team there to handle all day to day, but I'm still pretty heavily involved in strategic stuff.
1: Is your plan to hire out the COO or CEO eventually? Is that?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. This was a, this is a joint venture partnership between me and a large hospital system, Uh, and the goal is absolutely to get to a size that, uh, has the CEO in place. And we're pretty close to be with that, to be honest. Um, that has taken an, that business has taken an interesting turn and that we might like get acquired or merged with another business so that there's a little bit of gray area of what that looks like for me. Probably, oh, nice. Even if yeah. it's the right thing for the business and the rest of the team. Um, so that's my next challenge as a dad a working dad is like to understand how that new scenario might impact, um, our family life, but. I'll go into that conversation on the negotiation of knowing what's important to me. Whereas before mm-hmm. what's important to me was I'll do whatever it takes for the company, get the best paycheck and the best package. Mm-hmm. And I'll figure out how to do family stuff. So now I'm going into this negotiation with like, okay, I'm going to protect this first yeah. and that's what I'm going to offer you my new partner or whatever, um, and I've been intentional. I've been clear with them about that up front, so we'll see it'll be an interesting exercise
1: so at eight and ten, your kids probably you know I don't know how much you talk to them right now about the businesses, but I would imagine they probably can are they a part of these types of conversations to be able to say hey, so, this, is, this is what we're looking at, or how do you how does it's that? Go? probably
2: been the most thing most fun thing about the last couple of years of that was you know they're they're both super smart but their parents says that, so taking yeah, with your brain salt. <laughs> um. But, you know, they're both like enterprising young kids. And, um, I've actually been also intentional about having them understand the responsibilities of being a business owner and having, mm-hmm. they, so they hear I let them and ask them to listen to conversations of mine where I'm like talking to employees, they're making decisions about insurance or you know, all these things. And they know like my daughter's age, but my daddy's boss of four companies or whatever but we talk about like what that means and not like not that there's this uh certainly not no entitlement from their end. Mm -hmm. like it's not just the run stuff over here like they understand that it's like a really cool responsibility and it's uh challenging so they're part of all that stuff then hopefully they see the hard work and and that it actually means something when you're employing somebody else. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. My, my eight year old, um, just, I don't know, a month or two ago, something like that had, had said something along those lines to me, like, dad, are you an employee or an employer? You know? And it's like, oh, well, this is going to be a fun conversation, <laughs> you know, like, this is awesome. Um, and it's the same thing, like you, you know, um, having to explain that, well, and I'm an employer and in, in, in a lot of these businesses, you know, I'm like, explaining what it means to have employees and how, you know, I'm taking care of them. And like that, we, we help provide them paychecks to support their family and how all the things work. And it's just, it's, it's really fun to be able to have those conversations. My oldest being eight years old, you know, and your youngest being eight, it makes me kind of go, all right, well I, clearly he's been doing this for a couple of years. If my son is starting to do this now. So that's, uh, it, to me, it's a lot of fun and I really look forward to continuing it. So yeah. Any advice you have on, uh, talking to your kids on, uh, uh, about the business and stuff, I'm more than happy to, to, you know, it, as a little background, I don't think I told you this before the call, but I told people like why I started this podcast. I said, cause I want to sit down with other dads who are entrepreneurs and learn from them and take as much of their good ideas as I possibly can. And if somebody else likes it in the recording, that's great. If not, then at least I get to steal, steal the ideas. So. Give me some ideas for me to steal. Uh, that uh, that you you know in those conversations, like how do you structure the conversations? What's your you know decision behind what parts of the conversation you have and what parts you don't, or is it more just kind of free flow, whatever comes up?
2: No, it's free flow. I mean, man, we we have tried the family board meeting and uh, being consistent about like actually having set times where we're talking about things, and you know, varying degrees of success. We do have family values, and uh, we to goal setting, individual and family goal setting every year, which has been great. Um, but still not to some of the structure that, um, I'm sure some of your other guests will have and that we've heard from some of our mutual friends, but when it comes to business conversations, I think, uh, and I've heard other people talk about this too, like just, um, not doing that in a silo. So, so they're aware of what you're doing, I think is, and letting them listen is probably as powerful as not more powerful than any, any other thing you can do. And then, hey man, what did you think of that conversation? Did you understand what we're talking about? Um, questions you have, and trying to just then have a conversation like, yeah, did you hear how hard that was? Or do you think I did a good job? Or how would you feel about it differently? And, um, through, and then from there, it goes into explaining the context and hopefully they're absorbing. Out of the bigger picture of things and we see that manifest when they say things like are you an employee or employer or they'll they'll make connections later on that is really surprising to me but i think probably the biggest thing is just allowing them to be there and listening when you're having some conversations every now and then without it being like the only thing that they know you for obviously Mm -hmm. um yeah
1: you know, it's, like I said, the thought process behind the, the saying, like they don't, uh, your, your kids don't learn from what you say. They learn from what you do. Right. So just having them, you know, I, I have a tendency to always have my door to my office shut. Um, uh, I'll take some business calls in the car, um, with, with the kids in there. But, you know, I, I think that especially, I mean, I've got, uh, eight, four and a seven week old. Right. So, uh, it's like a, the four year old, not quite, I mean, he hears so that he hears some of this stuff, but. Um, you know, it's a little more difficult for him to understand daddy's on the call and not, you know, like, let's let's calm down a little bit, but the eight year old, like just having conversations, uh, business conversations around him is, is fun. Cause he does ask a lot of those questions. Like we did a, a tour of a, of a, a business that we have up in Atlanta and I, we drove up to Atlanta, walked them around and I got to explain it was a, um, assisted living facility, a memory care facility and get to mm-hmm. kind of show them like what we're doing and what we're rebuilding. And like, you know, he was, he was very interested in what we we're doing and I thought it was a lot of fun. Um. So I look forward to doing more of that, right? Because I've sold a majority of my stuff personally over like the last couple of years because it's been a great time to sell real estate. Now it's not a great time to buy real estate, but I tell you what, the amount of deals I underwrite to just completely walk away from is a massive amount of a waste of my time, but it is what it is, you know? Oh, um flex that's all right uh, yeah i gotta keep the muscles uh keep the muscles moving you know and I, I know you and i've talked about me wanting. like i would love to go buy some businesses i would really like to be able to do that um i don't really know necessarily what to do but i'd, I'd love to to learn it and i have been talking about having um doing homeschooling with the kids because mm-hmm. i'd like to involve them a little bit more in this type of stuff you know i work from home you know I, i've got the flexibility we have an au pair so like I've got the assistants at the house, yeah, um, nice. for when they're, you know, when they're not doing stuff, but, um, to like, I could have a, an actual business class, you know, with the kids doing actual business stuff. So I thought, you know, I don't know. I think that would be really cool.
2: Well, no, that's, I mean, man, we've talked about alternative school every couple of years. Um, we did move my son into a Montessori school this year, actually from, but it's still public school. but um, that kind of change of pace has been interesting and good friend but my wife is a teacher so she works at the school so her calendar is tied to theirs which makes some things easier but their that calendar is so strict that like that kind of flexibility i'm mm-hmm. a little bit more of selfishly i want to be able to say hey let's go let's go to france for two weeks in september yeah which i am doing this year by myself
0: <laughs>
2: because they can't like miss school right like yes yeah. Or, you know, I'm going for a guy's trip and like, it would have been fun for them to tag along for parts of it. But you know, like that, that kind of example, of, I've, I've, I've tried to get my wife to think about homeschool and she's absolutely no, no one, <laughs> but she's I'm the future, um, and which for me is an argument, argument for, but, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's just a different relationship you have with your kids and you do that. So she was yeah. a little bit nervous though.
1: You know we've talked you know, there's a go chat that we've got going on about um homeschooling just kind of tossing ideas around i don't know if you're in it or not but you know i said um,
2: i'm not I'm too in shiny objects to, no uh, i understand yeah uh <laughs> be afraid uh, of yeah, the they, kind they, of sentences i would call but i if i started reading. there's
1: there's been a lot of talk there's some other folks that are talking about doing like um what are they called uh pods keep coming ahead, coming to my mind because we have, you know, go uh, and stuff, but um, like little, little homeschooling pods, if you will, oh, where you own um, together. Yeah. Yeah. Or you get multiple families together and then the, you, you can hire your own teachers, right? And then the parents don't even have to do it. So it's homeschooling with as much or as little parent involvement as you want. But you, you know, like you get three families together to, you know, if they're, especially if they're already paying for private school um, that just put their money together to pay for a teacher instead of paying for private school like that. Well, it could be a pretty solid option. And then your wife doesn't have to worry about
2: that. Yeah, we've, uh, we've thought a lot about the homeschooling thing. I have in particular. Yeah. Uh, we'll and you're frozen over there. It's not that flexibility. Which, which makes me wonder if it's me again. I don't know it's, if that. I've used,
1: like, it's not. I'm we- pretty sure it was me. Okay. Uh, on this one. So I turned my VPN off. I didn't realize I left it on before the recording. And that sometimes will, well, will cut think- my internet out. Snip. Yeah. Um, so now I gotta do multiple edits, but, uh, so this is the, this is the first time, like I told you, I think before the call is the first time I've used this particular app for my own podcast, but I've used it for other podcasts and it worked phenomenally. So I can only assume that it's operator error because if it's technology (laughs) and it's me, it's likely operator error because I'm not very good at technology stuff,
2: so good roll with the punches. We're talking about homeschooling and, um, yeah, I mean, that, so we both could have gone to public school. But then you start meaning like, okay, well, I want to do all these cool things. And then Mm -hmm. the concern about what public school is and how what its origins were, and how it's just like, you know, not really the right environment for especially the younger kids, which I don't believe. Um, So the switch to Montessori has helped with my son. My daughter seems to thrive anywhere she is. So she's just like cool anyway. Nice. Just because she's like free spirited, doesn't care you just don't share it months <laughs> that's how right. i yeah but i but i do think um there's so many other things that we can give them exposure to whether you're mm-hmm. in school or homeschooled or whatever that are around business and interacting with humans and um, mm-hmm. experiencing different cultures and people and mm-hmm. and situations that i know was super valuable to me growing up mm-hmm. um and I want them to have that same kind of diversity of experience and awareness of not just like what's in our neighborhood or even our city yeah. of other communities, um, both in the US and abroad. And I think that perspective is one thing that um we are very committed to giving to the kids. So
1: Yeah. So. It was one thing that like you know, joining the military was one of those, like, I was a military brat, and then I joined the military. So, like, you get thrown into so many different cultures and so many different places, and you get to experience so much stuff, right? So, like, when I got out of the military and went to college, I would already been to Iraq, Afghanistan, I'd already been to Korea, I'd been around the world multiple times, done it, like, seen a lot of stuff. Um, And then I get to college, and there's all these kids with all of these opinions about what the world is when they've never even left the county they grew right. up in. And I'm like, I don't understand how you have this strong enough opinion on these things when you've never even seen the world. (laughs) You know, like I don't, I, I just, it baffled my mind. So, and that's one thing I know for sure I've, I've tried to give to my kids is that experience, you know, to, to go and see the world and see what, what it's like out there. You know, it's not just, you know, the, the, you know, the neighborhood that we live in. Like there's a lot of world out there. So.
2: And uh, both of my parents were, had that same kind of experience. My, my mother typed around Ireland when she was 19 and nice. my father taught, wow. uh, he, my, my dad taught comparative religions in Tehran, Iran prior to the revolution. Wow. And then, you know, all the travels around those things. So, so they always supported and encouraged me now uh, to go, like, just go explore. Like we do. Yeah we've town um they sent me that norway when i was 12 without them but you no know, always just encourage us to do that and we actually said surprise my son my summer went to sweden by himself for a week Which month, nice. was just without us you know and he was yeah 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 seeing a new culture and that's really cool yeah. so what do you think of sweden he loved it he wants to go back yeah. and he, he like takes Duolingo lingo swedish lessons just polish nice we had a good friend over there his friend actually came and visited us afterwards which was cool um yeah we we were pretty like intentional again what we, mm-hmm. we use that word but, but about getting them out and seeing other countries and other places so um yeah
1: so how did that like was your mom already planning a trip or did you plan this trip Separately
2: or what do you what, what, t- how to do something with each kid when they turned 10? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so this was his 10, 10 year old There's until we 11 old. and once, um, we have some, we have some friends over in Sweden. That's another crazy long story, but I won't tell you where that comes from, but they were actually the, uh, um, the indigenous people way up in the Arctic circle. They're at range okay. they're the people that are modeled after or that, uh, the frozen characters are modeled after it's like gotcha culture so they actually went cool. uh stayed in stockholm for a day and then a little bit in northern sweden and then flew a helicopter two helicopters north up into like totally off the grid no connection first time that we've been not able to communicate with him for multiple days in a row um and there was a family there that they were visiting staying with then they had a 10-year-old son too uh so they're penthouse now and chatting them, and it's awesome that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's really we like, cool. Like, and I, I would imagine trip. that pen pals—you can't. You no one, you can't just like go book it. You have to have. It. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the kind of trip where my mom asked me if she could take him, no, like, I want, it. but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but I get it. Awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess you need to do that now. Just you and your wife go do it.
2: That's funny. Just real, just real quick, back to the conversations of, of like having your kids listen to your work stuff and mm-hmm. make sure they're aware of it. And you don't want them to know you only for the work, but yeah. if you, if you're going to create a life where you're going to be present with them more often than you're working, inevitably you're going to have to have some of that. And I think that's like that, like being intentional about them understanding what you're doing and why you're doing it the way you are to have the time with them while also understanding the responsibility that you have the entrepreneur, the business owner. Like that's kind of a crazy thing that most people have to worry about. Yeah, so like for instance, we did a six week RV trip last summer, which was incredible. I mean, like how so much dedicated time with the family. This is after COVID, so we just want to like hardest, all of that as much as possible. And in six weeks, you can't just like completely shut it all down and shut it off. Yeah. So the fact that they can see you, at least in my situation, like see me on vacation, doing something new with them, exploring present, but then be able to like, peel off and have a conversation that's work related and, and then understand the magnitude of that without them feeling like it's, you're being taken away from it. I think something you have to work through. and the, the sure. you know, the entrepreneurs groups that go abundance group and all that, the people that we hang out with, everyone's like sort of gets that. Like I was on a trip with four other guys, four other go guys a couple weeks ago. For the weekend, and it was so cool because we were like exploring a city together, and every now and then, like you have to answer their phone or have to like take care of something really quickly, <laughs> and everybody understands it. It's like okay, cool. Hey, he's taking a call. I'm gonna have to hop on a call we're gonna handle some stuff. Right back to it. And when we get, we talked about having that same kind of dynamic with our kids. Um So I don't know. There's probably a better way to do it if you've heard anything that's like.
1: No, I, I think that it's, yeah you know, I, I did something similar literally just yesterday. We went to Busch Gardens, um, and I told my son, I said, well, the beautiful thing about dad running businesses from home is we can do this. I said, but the downfall about dad running businesses is that I'm going to have to probably make a phone call or two while we're out, you know, and there's literally, I wasn't expecting it, but I, I had to make a phone call to do a wire transfer. And then I had to make a phone call to, uh, knock something like it was, there was two or three things that, that went on. Um, that led to us not being able to do, you know, the hand slap game while waiting in line for yeah, a roller coaster. Right. right. So it was like, sorry, buddy, I'm going to do this real quick so that we can get on this roller coaster, you know, So, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, how much they understand. I don't know. Like, I'd love to be able to peel their brain open a little bit more and kind of like, what do you really think about that? Cause I, I feel like sometimes I get, and maybe you're in the same boat, but I feel sometimes I get the answer that they want daddy to hear. Not necessarily the answer, like that they're actually feeling, because you can almost see the the difference between what they're saying and what their face tells me. So, yeah. uh, you know, because it's it still, I would imagine. Uh, uh, well, I mean, Daddy's still having to step away, but but to also see that you know I'm I'm taking responsibility for the businesses that I run at the same time as as doing what I can to be involved as a dad. I think that I'm I'm hoping that that shows up uh, shows up well for them.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think like you said, to, to just have a conversation and say, Hey, we're able to do this because of that and Mm -hmm. compartmentalize a little bit but just know that it's part of your life um that we talk about that a lot my wife is great about it too where she she kind of just like reinforces the this i've heard other people talk about this separately like just reinforcing each other as individual parents and people Mm -hmm. and having the kids see that is really important so um me showing appreciation for my wife for, uh, whatever, making dinner or setting up an event for us to do, and having my kids see me show that's no appreciation. And then my wife does a great job of recognizing me as a dad and as a business owner and a husband, and they me mm-hmm. too. And like, that's gonna, I think that's gonna be pretty impactful for them over the course of their lives. So. I would certainly
1: imagine. Yeah, I, it always breaks my heart to see couples like, I don't, I don't mind some minor arguments for the kids. I think the kids need to be able to see my wife and I kind of dispute a little bit and, and then come to an agreement at the end of that, yeah, yeah, again, you know, without anger, but, but I, I, it, it always hurts me to watch like almost knockout, dragout type arguments in front of the kids and the way that they act. And like, you're like, what are you teaching your kids when you do that? Right? Like you should be showing your kids a good example of what it means to be a husband and wife and you know like it, it, i don't know it it breaks my heart so like a lot of times like if my wife and i are going to have like a like a conversation conversation what we try to do um like if it's going to be in depth like the kids see us go into another room we have a discussion we figure it all out and then we come bu- we come out unified like hey this this is our decision um you know it's not mommy deciding this or daddy deciding that or oh mommy won that argument you know it's none of that it's no this is our decision like we want this to be a mutual thing that they always see that the that husband and wife, while they may not agree on everything, they can come together and agree on it and move forward. And, um, to me, I think that's also helped me in business too, to kind of step aside and go, okay, well, let me, let me look at what this looks like with my partners. Right. <laughs> like, at think of, exactly. Step a step aside. Let's talk to my partner about this, figure out what we're going to do.
2: Yeah. hundred percent. And I mean, honestly, having a short temper is something I've had that I've dealt always. with my whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't yelled at my kids all year. So I'd track it. Because I noticed myself getting being quick on that over the last couple of years. Then uh wedding they're just kids, man. But wedding them getting under my skin and reacting very quickly and yelling. And then, man, every time we do that I just felt so bad, so I didn't made a resolution this year not to do that. it just they notice it, the wife's like, "Yeah, you're so much more patient than I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome though. Well, well done on, on noticing it and then taking some action to, to correct it. That's, that's phenomenal.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm not perfect. My wife would yeah. argue too, right? But, yeah, you know, I definitely have less patience sometimes with my kids than others, but at least recognizing that I was yelling that that's a billboard in it. Doesn't feel good for them. And then thinking actually, I'm pretty proud of that. But it also came as a place be. of like a, there was a defect of mine. I don't know. Yeah. Probably too strong a word, but yeah. You know, something, and a behavior that I was exhibiting that I didn't want to. So uh, mm-hmm. so yeah. I noticed that about, uh, about me too. I mean, I was,
1: um, I was the guy. Back at, way back in my enlisted days was the guy that they would call on to fix the problem people, right? Like I was the guy that was uh, able to yell at somebody with like at the drop of a hat if I knew there was an issue and I was in that type of career field um, where that's just what you did. Like you needed to straighten people out but it turned me into a very angry person because I was always on that edge always on that precipice of being ready to yell at somebody and I tell you that's one of the other many things that having a kid made me realize, ooh, you know, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, this is not, this is not good, you know? And I, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've said it before and I'll say it many times, I'm sure again, but, um, one of the things that I typically do, uh, I, I should start tracking it just to, to help me kind of make sure that I'm doing it right. I like, uh, I like that thought process, but, um, I'll try to remind myself literally out loud how old my kids are. Um, and like, they're acting this way because they're eight and four, like, you know? And like so if I if, if there's something going on, I have to remind my like, what? Are you like an eight year old boy or something? And then it's like, Yes, Adam, he is an eight year old boy. Like <laughs> it's okay. Calm down. He doesn't have forty years of experience in life that teach him that this is not how you react, you know? Like it's a um it's a constant reminder in my brain on what what I should be looking at. And that's so that's That's yeah. Uh, but it you know, I, I think whatever it takes to to remind you of that and realize that it's happening and you know, um, uh, especially for me, it's extremely important for my wife and I to, you know, we'll have the side conversations like, hey, I saw, um, I saw Adam do this and that's clearly something, Adam's my oldest, but I, I saw Adam do this and that's obviously something he learned from me and my actions and what I'm doing. So, help me, help me understand when I start to do that so that I don't do that in front of him, so that I correct that behavior in myself, you know, and I think that having a good partner, you know, a, a good spouse to me, like my, my wife is by far my, my best partner in this, in the, normal in the, I mean, we'll better be, we're raising kids together. so um you know but like let's keep each other honest and make sure that we're taking care of each other and taking care of our kids in the best way we can so
2: it's yeah tough. how are you handling sports are you do you did you up with sports do you push it do you i'm just curious. listen
1: i'm supposed to be interviewing you here all right Don't <laughs> <we? It's not
0: laughs>
1: right? Don't those no sp- no nah, sports <laughs> is for sure is one of those yeah i um I told my wife before we even started sports, as I said, I, 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 I played sports. There were, I have a lot of regrets in the things that I did inside of my sports. Um, you know, I, I, I was never encouraged Like, and I'll, how do I want to word this? Like there was never a like commitment thing to it, right? It was, yeah, if you want to, you can, if you don't want to, you don't have to like, and so my parents were like the complete laissez faire side of that where I want to be a little bit more involved and they like, no, like you made a commitment. So let's follow through on the commitment. Don't give up on this. Once it's over, we could choose something else. Yep. But I mean, unless of course they're completely miserable, like there's certain environments that you just don't want your kids in. And that's, that's something that, that is, it's different, but, um, you know, so like hockey, I always wanted to play hockey, but never had the opportunity, I played pond hockey and stuff like that in upstate New York, but that was about it, you know? Um, so we started, my son started playing hockey and then I went, man, did did I put him in hockey because I wanted to play hockey or did I put him in hockey because he wanted to play hockey? And now he still asks, he's like, I want to go back and play hockey again, you know? So it's good. But where he, Adam does golf. Uh, that's his, by far his big thing right now. He absolutely loves it. He's, um, solid, uh, at the confidence things a little bit, you know, with most, most golfers, right. That's a, that's a tough one, but, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's, he's done hockey. Um, he's definitely involved in golf. Um, like we put him in soccer one, one season and he literally just stood out there and looked at the ball and he was like, dad, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. Like, so we didn't do soccer ever again, and, but, uh, uh, but I, I always tell Raquel, I said, I'll put money towards it as long as they're wanting to do it. But the second they say
2: they don't want to do it, I'm not gonna, but no, how about you? What are your thoughts there? Cause yeah. Cause we do, it sounds like we have very similar approaches. I mean, I grew up, um, I played hockey my whole life through <laughs> college and I still play um, then my wife played softball. She loved baseball, huge baseball fan. I'm not a baseball. Fan. mean, <laughs> <laughs> when, when Van brings it up or Genevieve, when they bring it up, I, I'm like, yeah, I don't really like baseball. I'm actually, you can't say this. you can't play. <laughs> just saying, don't if don't you play,
1: play, I'll go to the game, but it's, it's not.
2: Yeah. No, but we, we just in charge the same. So we do the same exact thing. If you show interest, then let's commit to it. And if you commit to it and you have to do it, and we can reassess after the season. I uh, can't miss practices. And he... That's funny, because Ben is like not very athletic. I should say, he's probably going to listen to this. He's, um, he's really... Uh, when he sets his mind to something, he goes after it. Right? Mm-hmm. And he will get into it. Even if he's not the most talented out there. But he loves it. And like the coaches love him, because he's so coachable. He's such a great teammate. So even if he doesn't like the sport, he still enjoys the experience. And then he comes to it. Like he will, he will feel guilty if he has to miss a practice, 10 years old. it's like, I don't know where this came from. Um, so, but he's tried things that he hasn't liked and hasn't continued with. And I'm just curious, like how much depression. And like he tried hockey, skating, Um, he didn't pick up skating very easily. So he have taken him back. And I always mm-hmm. wondered, and I'd push it on him, but he sees me playing. So I think he wanted, I wanted yeah. golf that he's like, got a really good natural swim to He's like, there's not enough ac- action. Yeah. Adam, I, and I
1: still wonder with, with golf, if it's the same thing. Like he, he knows how much I love playing golf. So that's why he loves playing golf. You know, yeah. like he tells me his favorite sport is math or his favorite uh, subject is math because he knows that that was always my favorite subject. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, how do I avoid pushing things on him when all he does, you know, I, and I, I mean, I should take it as a compliment. He wants to be a lot like dad, that, And that's, um, yeah. that's awesome. So it's just, it's also a reminder though, that I better straighten the heck up and make yes. sure I'm doing the right
2: thing. Um, like with soccer, he thought, I think he played soccer cause he felt like he had to play soccer. He played for a couple seasons, like played for a club team. It was pretty intense. And he put himself in goalie, which is like a stressful position mm-hmm. really well, but. Could tell he was never super into it, and he wouldn't be super very aggressive when he did play in the field. He kind of like play on the periphery. So we were a little worried that he wasn't like go out there and be aggressive kind of guy. He started playing rugby. Did she this kid on the rugby pitch? He like he's running through everybody. He's playing with. He's the youngest kid out there, the smallest kid out there. He gets picked like second every time to be on the team because he gets gets in and makes a new up. It's so great. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. yeah Adam is always
1: the, is, is the youngest at the moment with, with all of the golf stuff that he goes to, right. Cause he's eight. I mean, there's, um, I think there's one because he's in three different leagues, um, for, for golf. Um, and there's one of them, I think there's a seven year old, but for the most part, he's always the youngest, but yeah. And there's one that like the, the caliber of players is a little higher than the other two. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And, uh, he is not the best in that league, uh, but he is the best for the most part in the other two leagues. So it, it's like a humbling experience, but he gets very upset at those, those when he's not the best. Right. And like, if he hits a bad shot in front of these kids who are good, I mean, there's one kid there that he shoots, you know, two, three over every round. Um, you know, he's, I've seen him shoot a 37, right. One over on, on, and it's like, goodness gracious, you're eight years old. The kid turns nine like next month. You know, and he is solid, you know, it's <laughs> insane to watch. Um, and, uh, so when Adam shoots bad in front of them, you know, uh, I, I think he's only had playing in front of them only like two rounds in the forties, the rest of them have been 50, 51, 52. Um, and if he plays in the other leagues, he's got zero issues shooting in the forties, like no problem. But he gets over there and it's like, man, how do I work that? So I, I don't know the, like. I don't want to send him to a sports psychologist at eight years old. I think we're a little, it's a little <laughs> early for that, right? <laughs> no,
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. You know,
2: sports just because we both believe, my wife and I believe in the value that it can give you know, yeah. confidence and interacting with other, other kids and coaching and all that stuff. But you know, where's, where's that line? Cause it feels like it's so much more intense now than it was. Like if you're going to do a sport and try to play it, like you got to really, more more intense than it was for us um, feels like yeah
1: especially when you're when you, you know you, you mentioned club level soccer type stuff i mean they're they're always super intense at that stuff at 10 at 10 years old they're like yeah it, it back it's crazy they should well, still be just having they, fun you, at
2: so like 8 p.m on school nights and, you know a couple times a week yeah guess we're doing this yeah so
1: um have you talked to you should talk to aaron velke about that um uh, just cause he, I mean, he coached, uh, really soccer tough. for years, I literally wrote the book yeah. writing that other one, right? you know? So, uh, and I, I had him on, on the podcast too. So it's, you know, um, I don't know, I think he'd be a, probably a good person for both of us to sit down and chat yeah. with about that thought process, you know, cause like, I want it to be fun. I don't want it to be, yeah. you know, my goal is not to make Adam a PGA superstar, right? I mean, if he ends up being a PGA superstar, then great, but that's, that shouldn't be my I mean, goal, especially at me, eight years old.
0: Because of him,
2: right.
1: Yeah, so you're not wrong there. Boy, thanks for that gut check reminder. <laughs>
0: well,
1: I it's funny because he'll tell me, he's like, uh, so how much longer do you think it's going to be before I uh, beat you a lot on the golf course? I said, probably next year. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to
2: take much. <laughs> so shooting with 20s, it's, it's already there.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, hey, whoa,
2: whoa. Whoa, me. <laughs> uh, okay,
1: all right. Jeez, dude. Hurt. But yeah, I remember so it, it's funny because uh, speaking to golf and the business stuff, like I was on that trip up to Sawgrass. So I took my dad to Sawgrass um, and I sent I sent a message out to GoBundance and you were like, boy, let me see if I can make it. I was like, golly, like what a great environment of people to be around that you just, they're like, hey, let me see if I can make it happen. You know, like I still uh, regret not making that trip because uh, it sounded like so much fun. And I just still haven't
2: played there yet, but I'm also,
1: it was a lot of fun yeah my my dad did not know what to do because he didn't know he was coming my my mom uh i told my mom all about it and um so she put it in the gps and told him what direction to drive and then all of a sudden you know he heard to uh, turn on to whatever sawgrass boulevard whatever the name of it was he's like are you kidding me right now <laughs> so it was really cool to uh to do that but yeah um but man like just being around folks that are you know uh, willing to drop drop what they're doing and come out and try things and do things and oh, you know bring their kids. That's yet another reason why I want to do homeschooling stuff. Is you know, mm-hmm. like you just mentioned the the um, six week uh, RV trip. And the first thing that popped in my head was like, Why my wife is on on baby leave right now. Like we could go on an RV trip in two weeks. Like why not? Like let's let's yeah. go rent an RV and go be gone for a week or two. You know, like then. But if this was you know September, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, because they're gonna be in school. So yeah, man, I don't know this, yeah. this, this, the homeschooling thing has been really on my brain a lot recently,
2: so you know, uh, in chat, because if there's like groups doing it together and it does that, yeah, with.
1: We had also talked about having a call with like we started just a call just the guys, but um, but said, "Hey, let's the next call, let's be in, like, let's bring our wives into it." Yeah, you know, um, no, I brought my wife on the last one. Two of us brought our wives, but I'd love to bring the wives into it and kind of get their perspective on it. And like my wife's the one who has a W two and is out working every day. She's still in the air force, so you know when she goes, when she's done with baby leave. Like it's it's going to be completely on me anyways at the beginning of the day, so I've got to figure it out, but. <sighs> All right, what do we got? Um we have what, three separate recordings we're going to have to splice together on this. We've my, talked my about a bunch of stuff. I
2: stayed on the whole time. Oh, I just go. lost your audio. Where'd you go? You muted. Unmute. Sorry. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. I don't know. I coughed. I think I think it's just one recording that you just have. Cuz mine stayed on all time.
1: Oh, okay. Well, awesome. Then We'll just cut cut out the parts where I was blank, you know? So, awesome. Uh, but uh so we have w- had to do this three separate times we've talked about um your dad all sorts of stuff you do as a dad um uh the businesses you're involved in oh that that's why i wanted to do this little refresh because it reminded me that um with your businesses one thing i'm intentional about asking uh Callie saying that word again out loud makes me realize how much we've said that right uh it's gonna be like the title intentionality is key or something right um but um it's almost in the same vein as the sports stuff, right? Like I really want to involve my kids in the business, but I don't want to push them into the business. I want them to just enjoy being a part of what we do, you know? Um, so are you including your kids in the business at all besides just having the conversation or do you have thoughts or plans on what you would want to do? You know, maybe in, you know, in three years, this is what I want to do with, with Ben or what, what, what are your ideas there? Yeah. Um, so
2: they're not, not necessarily included, nor do I have the intention of them being included in businesses that I have, but mm-hmm. I have done businesses with them separately. Like they're full of businesses. Ooh, businesses. awesome. Yeah. Um, So my son has like a pet sitting business. He said, I want to have a pet sitting business. He came up with it. I'm like, perfect, let's do it. Let's write it all out. Here's, your, here's the budget and how we're going to market it. The only thing my wife and I have done is helped him with like Facebook pages, Facebook posts, mm-hmm. like, the neighborhoods around town, Um, uh, but he's gotten jobs mm-hmm. and then we'd like to actually put a little like some structure around it. So he sees how much he's making, how much he's spending, how he's going to charge and so it's really cool. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, so he's done one or two things like that. And then my wife, my, my daughter, who's that need get old, a little bit younger. No, kind of tags along with him on that and then mm-hmm. to do her own thing, which is great. Uh, but, but I do have the goal of investing in something, uh, alongside each of them over the next couple of years. So either a piece of real estate, I said earlier, is not a great time to do that. No. Yeah. Giving them like their own business or their own project that I can help them with that actually has meaningful value, um, and teaches them that part of things before they get into college or as they're getting into college. So it's mm-hmm. you not know, just getting textbook stuff, which for me, like, that's what it was. I mean, learned some cool things and great college experience. I got my MBA, so I paid for even more college, but all of that academic stuff didn't really teach me how to actually like make money or actually be efficient with time and resources. Yes. No. Um, so I, well, I think there's value in those things that my goal is to like have actual cash flowing something, whether it's a business or, uh, investment with each of them, at least one before the rounds, so that's awesome.
1: Yeah. One thing I've, I've got on paper and I haven't done it yet. Um, depending on when this is posted, hopefully I will have already done that. But, um, is, uh, we've walked through a plan on creating a, uh, a vending machine business for the boys. Right. Kind of have, have a, have a route, have it all set up, go to, go to Sam's club, buy all the stuff that we need, reload it, learn, learn what it is to stock, you know, stock, the stuff, supply and demand and all the stuff that, that goes into it. So, um,
2: yeah, no, I, I have talked a, about that same one. I think that's a really cool, um, easy one to implement. For sure. Probably teaches all of the values and lessons that you want. So,
1: yeah, I mean, even if you look at it and just say, all right, well, we put a, a bunch of packs of Doritos in this one and they all sold out we put the same amount of doritos in that one and they didn't so this location doesn't sell as well for doritos like maybe we need to adjust yeah. you know like our our demand in this area is really crappy and our demand in that area is really good so it just like all the spreadsheets that go involved with it and like I, to me it sounds awesome um uh, my oldest thought that was really cool but of course he says can we are we allowed to eat the snacks too so well that's well, <laughs> That's a business <laughs> expense, so you got to
2: write that out. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. my challenge with my son is yeah, we we'll, we'll have an idea and goes to start to put it into place, and then suddenly the idea goes from this to so like this crazy unachievable, or maybe that's a limiting belief point. Dude, there is no way we're gonna be able to do that. <laughs> we have to work up to that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so, so we have he's into Pokemon. I don't know if your son's in Pokemon. No, it's a moment. Cool thing. I don't know how he got, it's like, I don't know anything about it. No, uh, it's like I said, it's one of those things, you can keep your ass up to something that he learns everything about it. So mm-hmm. Pokemon is one of those things. And there's a, there's a game, Pokemon Go, where you can like interact with Pokemon on an app, yeah. um, that he, he like asked my wife to use his phone for. And he was talking to a friend of his. Father, who was also into Pokemon, and the guy was giving him all kinds of tips on how to like optimize his Pokemon experience. Right. So one thing he came back with was, "Dad, we need to put one of those little like libraries, those little neighborhood libraries of like the this like looks like a big bird box kind of where mm-hmm. it's in your neighborhood, and then make it a Pokemon stop." And then I was like, "Cool, we can build one of those little yeah. old libraries. I think that would be great." We had another one in the neighborhood now that is go also going to be a shop apparently and it's trading <laughs> to uh, 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 And <laughs> like to do this bigger thing. We've just been.
1: <laughs> Let's do a, a large box that like one of them, you have to know the code to go purchase something out of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope you're a carpenter to build this <laughs> special box out to be able to what do more than your box. That's, so- yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, I, I don't, the, the clock here says we've been chatting for only 32 minutes, but I know it's been a lot longer than that. So,
2: um, yeah, I got an hour 15,
1: hour ten. All right. Well, I don't want to eat up a ton more of your time. I want to be respectful of your time. I'm happy to, to keep on chatting, but, uh, is there anything that, that, uh, you would, you want to bring up as far as business goes, as far as dad stuff goes, anything you want to kind of pry open a little bit more, anything that sparked your interest in our conversation?
2: No, I mean, I think, A, a I appreciate you putting this together and doing the, the whole, Yes, like I said earlier, excited to listen to it's not much more important content that you can listen to, I think. Um, so thank you for doing that and making us aware of that. You know, I think age appropriately, we've kind of covered everything. Um, you know, I'm thinking we had a couple of years, next phase and getting like teenage years, all the conversations that come along with that, that we haven't really started to hit yet. So, yeah. um, I'm not, not that I'm nervous about it, but you know, time is fleeting, man. You know, I re- start to realize that there's not much more of it, uh, where they're really here with you. So trying to just enjoy every moment now, look forward to the future without living in it. Yeah. So. That's yeah, one of
1: the things I think is a, is it the, the family boardroom that discusses that like 18 summers you have with your kids, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. like you're down to eight summers with your oldest and 10 summers with your youngest. Like it's yeah. When you mm-hmm. like, what a perspective it puts, you know, when you start thinking about it that way and it's like, goodness, I've only got 10 more summers left. actually I've only got nine more summers left with Adam if he goes to college. Cause he started school a year early. So like, man, oh man, like what the heck? That's a, a kick in the gut,
2: you know? I was talking to, uh, was at Jackson Oldville went into that last week and I was talking to a guy who, uh, his daughter, I think is like 22 or 23. So kind of gone through all that. Mm-hmm. So he can't, maybe she's even older than that. Cause he was talking about, he and his wife moved to some like relatively remote location because that's where they wanted to be. And I asked about kids and he said, yeah, you know, I'm seeing what, what's twice a year, but. We always thought we we're the cool pairs that like want to come hang out with us. And then now turns out we're not, not that we're bad. Like everyone's cool, but like, they're not, they just don't, they want to do their own thing Yeah, really hard. But yeah. you also just like applaud it and create independence. I mean, that's the, that's the whole thing. So yeah, I don't know. yeah I've,
1: I've that's another one that I've repeated. I think it was on one of the, the fan abundance calls that I'd came up with the idea or a thought process that like each one of our kids are like their own little businesses. Right. And our, like right now we're the CEO of those businesses and the goal is to become just a board member of those businesses and no longer have to be running the day to day operations. But if they need something, they give you a call and, um, you know, bounce some ideas off of, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And you know, it, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm a bit more of an on-call board member than just you know, your average board, but you know, the same point to your, to your, what you're saying, like, it's a, it's a good thing if they're off and doing their own thing. And, you know, we've, we've raised kids that are, you know, that have a good head on their shoulders to go out and conquer the world. Then why not enjoy the
2: fact that they're doing it? It's also made me, um, aware of my relationship with my parents. You know, mm. Cause I've, I've always like, gone well, been independent. Like as soon as I could fly, as soon as I had wings, I was flying. whatever, whatever, you know, um. Not that I didn't appreciate all the things and love yeah. my parents and all that, but I'm probably more engaged in my relationship with my parents now than I have kids than I was before. Um and certainly as they get older and I start realizing the, the gravity of those relationships. Um and how they must perceive it, I'm like, All right, I'm 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 all in my parents too, which uh is fulfilling, but I'm sure even more so for them.
0: So
1: Yeah. And I guess, I mean, even if you take that 18 summers concept and apply it to our parents, like we're just, they're just on the other side of it now, right? Like, I mean, there's only so many more summers I have left that my parents are walking this earth. So
2: yeah,
1: make it sure. And and thankfully for me, like we, we just moved down to Tampa recently. Um, and my parents are like half an hour away, which I've never had family close before since being an adult, you know? So it's super cool. Like they're involved in the, the, kids' life. My kids go over and spend the night at their house. They're, they're there for the weekend and swimming in the the pool and having, a, like, it just, it's awesome that, uh, that they're doing that. So hopefully I can enhance both the kids and the the grandparents' life at the same time. And it gives me a date night. So yeah. know, sold,
2: <laughs> sold, sold. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. Well, that's a great hand. Thank you. Yeah.
1: No, thank you. I appreciate you jumping on. You were one of the first people to to reply. I don't remember if you replied on. With it. with Anyways, I'm glad you jumped on. I'm happy yeah. that, uh, that we got you. Um, I'm looking forward to continuing these conversations. I pull something out of every one of them. I hope people listening do as well. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it, to me, it's extremely important to have genuine conversations about things that you're trying to get better on. And, you know, if you're not striving to be a better dad, then, you know, either you're not a dad or you should really contemplate whether or not you're a good dad because uh, i really think that every good dad should be always striving to be better and you've you've uh uh proven that on this call that you're you're striving to be a better dad and you're putting steps in place and um you know i'm excited to steal a couple of those including well, taking notes anytime i raise my voice my to kids
2: talk about it. and i'm sure that most oh for people, sure um, that's one thing that um abundance like as of old has depressed me since i've been never for three and a half or four years something like that and it's not just lip service, They have an inch of the fillers sure. and my wife sees it, kids see it. We get, have these conversations. I know this isn't, a, isn't about that, but like having conversations about these things is important. Yes. And I think most people just don't have a time yeah. to do that. So I appreciate you doing
1: that. Yeah, of course. I honestly don't think I would have started this podcast if it wasn't for being in GoBundance yeah. because it, it, it had brought to that forefront of my brain how important it is. You know, yeah. I always mm-hmm. loved
2: it. Yeah. We've surrounded ourselves with people I'm now comfortable yeah. talk about. Stuff. Yeah. It's a really important resource for me, at least. So
1: yeah, much agreed for me as well. So, well, we'll have to, uh, find some time to meet up in, uh, Sawgrass and actually, yeah. uh, accomplish that, yeah. uh, that golfing. um, you know, maybe I'll drag a few other system. guys, I, like what, I
2: mean, it's three, three and a half hours for me about that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about the same for me. Yeah. Perfect. yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll have to try to set that up for sure. I don't know how hard it is to get to the stadium course. The stadium course was shut down when I was there. Mm-hmm. So we had to do Dice Valley, which is just as, I mean, it's phenomenal, but I just really wish I would have been able to hit a ball into 17, you know, but, uh, uh, but no, it was, uh, what a heck of an experience. So I, uh, I look forward to getting up there I love that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's figure out how to do it then or when to do it, I should say. So, all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Joe. Thank you so very much. I'm sure that uh, everybody else is appreciative as well, all the two listeners that I have on my podcast. So it's, uh, <laughs> but uh, um, I look forward to uh, seeing you again in the near future at another event or at uh, at TPC. Sure.
2: Sounds good,
0: brother. Thank you so
1: much. Thanks, man.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the BizDad Podcast. We hope you found some value in your time here with us, and we look forward to bringing you the next episode. If you've enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and share so you and your friends won't miss our upcoming episodes. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Rumble, where we continue these discussions and share more valuable content. Be the dad you know you need to be and run your business in a way you're proud to share with your kids. Keep crushing it.